listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 13th of October. There's been a COVID scare for the neonatal intensive care unit at Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital. 29 of the state's most vulnerable patients have been exposed to COVID after a parent visited while unknowingly infectious. The butterfly ward has now been locked down with critically ill infants declared close contacts. The latest COVID alert comes after a number of outbreaks in the hospital including in the intensive care unit and oncology ward. It comes as Victoria's health experts say they are cautiously optimistic about a drop in COVID cases, hoping the state may have hit its peak with new infections. Here is Brett Sutton. I think it's terrific to have seen a consistent drop over a few days. That's not to say uh, that we shouldn't keep our guard up or that we might not see an uptick in cases, but with the higher and higher levels of vaccination coverage each and every day, um, it does give me hope that we are continuing to suppress the transmission. Victoria has hit another important vaccine milestone with more than 60% double-dosed. Meantime, New South Wales is predicted to reach its 80% double-dose milestone earlier than expected, which is set to ease more restrictions, including regional travel. New South Wales yesterday recorded 360 new COVID cases, but also marked a grim milestone, the state recording its 500th death since the start of the pandemic last year. The ACT is set to emerge from its COVID lockdown later this week, but residents are being warned to expect case numbers to increase. ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr says after two months in lockdown, more than 70% of the Territory's population over the age of 12 is now fully vaccinated. 72% of our eligible population are now vaccinated. Our first dose levels indicate that this will reach close to 99% fully vaccinated uh, towards the end of November. Meantime, the Queensland government is joining forces with retail giant Bunnings to boost its state's lagging vaccination rate. Anastasia Palaszczuk says this latest initiative is about bringing the vaccine to the people. Families can get their Bunnings sausage and a dose of vaccine. And Australia has joined the space race with a major announcement overnight. Australia is working with NASA to put a rover on the moon by 2026 under a new $50 million federal commitment. The plan is to collect lunar soil before attempting to extract oxygen to one day establish human presence on the moon and to assist in future trips to Mars. Science and Technology Minister Melissa Price says it's a great opportunity. This is a huge day for us. Australia and our space industry. Australia is going to the moon. We were there at the Parkes telescope to transmit when man first landed on the moon and just over half a century later we'll have a rover at the other end of that telescope. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland firstly and passengers on board a weekend flight from Brisbane to Sydney are being told to get tested and isolate after a confirmed case of COVID. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, QF509 left Brisbane for Sydney at 7.10 on Saturday, October 9, with all those on board now considered close contacts. This means they must get tested and isolate, regardless of the result, for the vaccine 
vaccinated, it's seven days. For those without the jab or just one dose, it's a whole fortnight. This fresh case for New South Wales comes as Queensland continues its run of zero local COVID cases. To Tasmania and the state is offering interstate travellers a major incentive to visit the Apple Isle. Our reporter Rachel Burke has more. That's right, Tash. Just 10,000 of these vouchers will be up for grabs from next month, but only to travellers in COVID-safe states, including Queenslanders, South Australians and Western Australians. Victoria and New South Wales have been left off the list because they're still high-risk areas and travel restrictions are still in place. The Tassie travel vouchers will be worth $300. That's 200 to spend on accommodation and 100 for events. It will be a lucky dip, though. Mainlanders will have to enter a ballot by the end of the month if they want one, and those who do snag one will have to use it here on the Apple Isle between November 4 and December 31. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. This is really interesting. We now know the most in-demand jobs on Airtasker and what they're paying. Yeah, we sure do, and with restrictions lifting from this week in New South Wales, and Victoria not too far behind, there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel for Aussies when it comes to work. And the data released uh, by Airtasker, which connects people to jobs, has actually seen a promising spike in construction, beauty, and small business-related tasks. In fact, right now, trade is experiencing huge growth. Requests for builders and other jobs like landscaping, fencing, concrete and demolition, they've already seen a 20% increase with tasks set to earn about on average $887 on average per task. So look, if you've got some skills in landscaping, you could probably ask around 782 That's on their records as the average task price. Um, if you only have some, you know, semi-skills in gardening, like mowing lawns and so on, then you can still pick up about $174 per task. And Effie, gosh, it's been so tough for so many small businesses and also big businesses with the, the constant lockdowns and also the challenges with COVID. But importantly, mm. there is some light at the end of the tunnel. There is, and it was wonderful to, to see people in New South Wales out and about, and, and Victorians can see this as well. But this is backed up also, but, you know, the business confidence rebounded strongly in, in uh, September from the data that came out by, by NAB. And um, that improvement was largely driven by the shifting confidence in New South and Victoria following the announcement of the opening roadmaps. And that's what we need. Where are we going? How are we going to get there? Um, and also, of course, the, the rising vaccination rates around the country. The recovery package outlined by the New South government, of course, will go a long way to help continue businesses to maintain that confidence. Because the biggest issues with small business is obviously that the cost that these lockdowns have on their inventory. And New South Wales rolling out what they call their summer holiday stock guarantee addresses that head on because it does provide some relief to small businesses affected by future lockdowns. And we can't kid ourselves in thinking that we're not going to have those. They will probably come along. And hospitality and retail businesses will now be able to apply for these grants up to $20,000 to compensate the loss of perishable stock, or they can claim 10000 for reduced capacity to sell non-perishable items. And that's if they're forced to close their doors between the 1st of December 2021 to the 31st of January 2022 due to public health orders. So it'd be interesting to see if maybe other states may follow that uh, through the summer. Everyone is watching how this works out for New South Wales. Thanks yeah. so much, Effie. Thank you.
Time for sport now. Brett Thomas and Brett, the Socceroos' world record winning streak has come to a crashing end in Japan. Good morning, Tash. Playing in Saitama last night, Graham Arnold's side. We haven't beaten Japan in Japan ever. So this was a big opportunity given the Blue Samurai weren't in the greatest of form. Their coach under pressure. They'd lost two out of their last three, whereas we were flying when our, winning our last 11. That is a record in terms of World Cup qualifications. It wasn't to be, though. Adrian Rustic curled in an absolute perler of a free kick to type the scores at one all. We looked headed for a draw, but then disaster did strike late in the second half. Matty Ryan got a paw to it, but could not keep it out. And in the end, it's come in off as is Bayich. So that result leaves us on nine points from four games with six games to go in the final stage of World Cup qualifiers. That audio, by the way, thanks to Channel 10. We're just behind Saudi Arabia, who is uh, playing this morning. We need to finish in that top two to get automatic qualification. Otherwise, if we finish third, uh, Tash, we uh, face a two-leg playoff, a sudden death, a two-leg playoff home and away. So we want to get that top two and go straight through. Yeah, absolutely. And Brett, to the cricket now. Aussie cricketers are throwing their support behind under fire coach Justin Langer after a cryptic social media post. Yeah, it was a post on LinkedIn, of course, the job searching uh, social media site from Justin Langer, and it was stay true to yourself, uh, so a sort of a motivational message. Now, that raised a few eyebrows given he's been under pressure for his coaching style and perhaps a sign that he doesn't want to change, but that's not according to Ashton Agar, the spinner who's over in Abu Dhabi for the T20 World Cup. He reckons that Justin Langer has taken all the criticism he's copped on the chin. Everyone respects that he's, he has listened um, and would do whatever he can to suit the needs of the team so um, you can't help but respect that and we'll we'll back him in 100% um, in this tournament and going forward. The T20 World Cup and the Ashes this summer it's career defining for Justin Langer. Absolutely and there's plenty of players switching clubs bred in both the AFL and NRL. Let's start with the AFL D-Day for the AFL's trade period. The deadline tonight is 7.30. They've turned it into a big event now, and it's always a bit of a frenzy. It goes for 10 days um, this season, but usually the deals get done right at the last minute. Jordan Clark, Peter Laddams, Bobby Hill, among the players hoping for fresh starts. Here's the thoughts of Triple M's uh, Lee Montagna on how the trade period has played out. That maybe confirms a lot of people's thoughts that the trade period goes for too long. I think <laughs> at the moment we're in a holding pattern. There's a lot of deals that are in the works, but Clubs are still obviously haggling and posturing for better picks and it's maybe dragged out a little bit too long. And Raiders coach Ricky Stewart has set the record straight regarding rumours he's keen to sign discarded Bulldog Adam Elliott. He was let go by Canterbury for off-field issues. Stewart uh, says his recruiting chief has a link to Elliott and got in touch recently. He made contact with Peter Mahon the other day through his connection from uh, St Greg's. There has been a little bit of a connection there with Peter and Adam and we'll see where it goes. And now the Raiders have already secured one big signing. They poached Titans halfback Jamal. Fogarty, Tash. Very busy day in sport. Thanks, Brett. And tributes are continuing to flow for Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku. The author of the much-loved book, The Happiest Man on Earth, passed away yesterday, aged 101. He survived Auschwitz before moving to Australia in the 1950s and published his autobiography last year, where he revealed his important life lessons about love, tolerance, the dangers of hate, and how to find happiness. Happiness does not fall from the sky. It's in your hands. If you're healthy and happy, you're a millionaire. 
The Sydney Jewish Museum is one of many to pay tribute to Mr Jaku, saying his impact will be felt for generations to come. And you can listen to a special interview I recorded with Eddie last year through the Listener app. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.